This shows persistence. You want to know why? Because it's in the imperative. It's the mood of command. He asked him first and demanded second. I ain't giving up. Come on down to the crib. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller and glad that you are with us today. Pastor, I think sometimes as we go through situations of life that could be a little bit fearful, one of the temptations that we face is to give up on faith. We don't have that persistence that we need to have. We're not constantly coming back and bombarding the throne of God with our prayers. I think sometimes we give up too easily. Oh, I'm telling you. And uh, if you're listening to us today and you say, Steve, you press my button. I'm ready to give up right now. I would encourage you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Mm-hmm. And when you look at uh, those 17 verses, well, I found uh, six reasons why we don't give up. That's what it's all about. He says, King James, uh, we will reap if we faint not. In other words, if we don't give up, we don't give in, we don't give over. Well, what do I do? We trust God. We believe him. Uh, we rely on him. It's like, uh, I'm losing a little weight now. I'm praising God for that. Yeah, you're looking good. Uh, but uh, I used to be 310. Uh, but I would come in this studio as 310, and I would plop down on this chair just like I do now at 250. Yeah. But I've lost 55 pounds, you know, almost 60. So why would I plop down the same way? Because I have faith in this chair that no matter what my weight is, 310 or 250, the chair will hold me because that's what the chair was designed to do. Yeah. Now, if it was looking rickety or something and, you know, I wouldn't have faith in it, but this is a sturdy chair. It's comfortable, too. Oh, yeah. You know, and and it's moving up and down. You're bouncing nicely. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. man. Bounce, bounce. (laughs) And uh, what you understand what I'm saying is my God big enough to handle the things that are overwhelming me? I'm so glad that I have a God who is bigger than whatever is bigger than me. Well, with that, let's get into John chapter 4 as we continue this message from agonizing fear to absolute faith. Here's Pastor Ford. Yeah, he went to Jesus. But even though he did that, he had a flawed faith. Notice in the text, it tells us two things wrong with his faith. Location and life. What do you mean by that, Pastor Ford? Listen to this. He said, besought him that he would come down. Location. In other words, it was a preliminary faith, but it was flawed because he believed that the only way Jesus could heal his child is to come to where his child was. And Jesus didn't need to be there. He's like Jairus, remember? Jairus, 12-year-old daughter. And isn't it amazing that the Syrophoenician woman and Jairus' daughter is in the same text? Maybe Jesus is trying to tell us something, that the woman had an issue of blood for 12 years, and this girl was 12 years old. In other words, here's a woman that went through misery for 12 years, and here's a young life that just started having misery after 12 years. He's saying, look, it, it, you don't know where you're going to fall and what's going to happen to you, but he's the Lord of all. He can heal 
heal you. If you've been sick for a long time, he can heal you. And if you just got sick and if you're dead, he can raise you. And so what happens? He's just like Jairus. He's just like Mary and Martha. Remember what she said in John 11, 21 and 32? She said it twice. Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. And so they thought he had to be in location. And the greatest compliment to faith uh, was when the centurion soldier uh, said, Jesus, he said, would you heal my servant? And Jesus said, I'll come to your house. And he said, oh, you don't need to come to my house because I'm a man under authority. I'm a centurion. That means he had a hundred soldiers under him. And what he, was, what he said to Jesus is, when I tell them go, guess what? They go. It's like the man who had nine cats. You heard about him? He had nine cats and he had nine holes in his doors and his walls. So somebody came in and visited and they said, man, why do you have nine holes? He said, because I have nine cats. He said, but I still don't get it. He said, when I say scat, I mean scat. <laughs> and, and so what, what's happening here? It is the centurion who says, you don't even have to come. You're not a God of location just this morning. You know what I shared with them this morning? Man, I mean, we just, we just powerful worship going on. And I, I was inviting people to come to the altar. And then, uh, you know, I said, oh, you know what? Some of you don't want to come. So I don't want to make the mistake that this man made, thinking that this is the location. Do it from your seat. He can heal you right where you are. You ain't got to get up. He can save you right where you are. You don't got to run down an aisle, jump a pew. He can meet you where you're at, baby, because he is not localized. Then the second mistake was, and let me just say this, faith cuts the T's off a can't and turns it into can. Hmm. Yeah, faith doesn't limit Jesus. It takes the limits off of him. It gets him out of the box. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, I know you know what that means when we studied it. What does it mean? It's like title deed, down payment. In other words, faith is the layaway on what it is I'm praying about, what it is that God has for me. Say, what are you talking about? See, some of y'all don't know it. This is like some of y'all young people don't even know what a check is, you know? Uh, some of us still use them, but, you know, the young people today, they don't even use them. My grandson don't even have checks. He do everything on that phone, everything. You say, boy, I'm going to get my hands on that phone. I got you. I got everything. I got <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> and, and so you remember layaway? Uh, uh, did y'all have Woolworths up here? Okay. So you go to Woolworth, and it's a $60 item, and you don't have the money. Because, you know, we weren't making that much. So then what you would do is you put $5 down. Then what would they do? They would put your name on it and put it in the back room. Now, it's off of the shelf so nobody else can get it because it's got your name on it. And what you do is you lay that $5 down. That's like faith. So what you would do is every month with an eagle fly, you put five more dollars down on it and five more dollars on it. It's like faith payments on what you believe in God for. Then when you make that last payment, you go get it. It's now your possession. You had it. It belonged to you, but you couldn't get it until you made your last payment. And that's what faith is. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Make a payment. Why? Because what God has for me is 
for me. Okay, okay, I got to come get you. Say, what do you mean? Here it is. You thank God for your car while you're still on the bus. Yeah, that's, that's walking by faith. You thank God for your healing when you feel like five miles of bad highway. That, that's, that's what faith will do. You thank God for your apartment and you're still homeless. Uh, that's the layaway of faith. You thank God for your house and you're still in an apartment. That's the layaway of faith. You thank God for the healing of your marriage and you're still separated, and one of you have filed for divorce. That's the layaway of faith. You thank God for your children being restored, and the white powder is still on their nose, and the crack pipe is still uh, in her purse, and the reefer burns are still on his fingers, and the seed holes from the seeds popping are still on his shirt. You thank God for financial blessing when you're as broke as the Ten Commandments. You thank God for the job and the unemployment check just ran out. Is anybody getting what I'm talking about? Do you understand the words that are coming from my mouth? That you thank God for all that he's doing for you. That you thank God for your PhD and you don't even have a GED. That you thank God for your spouse and you can't even buy a date. As a matter of fact, you sent your picture to the Lonely Hearts Club and they sent it back and said, we ain't that desperate. Lay it away. And so it's a preliminary faith. Oh, but notice, notice, it's going to progress, it's going to grow from a preliminary faith to a persistent faith. So what's it go from? To a? Yeah, I got you to say something. Praise the Lord. And so notice what he says. Let me read it again. He says, and he went unto him and besought him. Now, that's really interesting because the word besought literally means to beg somebody. I mean, that's the temptation theology. Ain't too proud to beg. And it's a participial phrase. What do you mean by that? It ends in I-N-G, which literally means, here's how you translate it, present participle. He kept on begging. He kept on begging. You know, people tell me, you just ask once and just keep on moving. That's not what my Bible teaches me. Jesus didn't ask once and keep on moving. He asked three times and then kept on moving. Yeah, yeah. So somebody said to me, see, that's just vain repetition. Is it vain repetition or is it painful reiteration? You see, a preliminary faith is a crisis faith. Why is he attracted to the power of Jesus? He in trouble. Okay, okay. Anybody ever do it? Anybody ever do it? Lord, if you get me out of this, I'm going to start going back to church. That's why some of y'all up in here right now. But wait three Sundays from now. You know, crisis faith wears off. Just get us back together. I ain't going to cheat no more. Boom, boom. Crisis faith is preliminary faith. It's enough to get you to him for his power. But it's got to grow. It's got to become a persistent faith, a persevering faith. This man didn't give up. Watch this. Watch this now. He says, I want you to come and heal my son. Now look at verse 48. I'm going to talk about it a little later, but listen to what Jesus said. Then Jesus said to him, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Now, uh, uh, the ye is plural. 
Uh, he said it to the man. Why, why does a singular pronoun and a plural uh, use? Because he's talking to the man, but the crowd is listening. So he puts it in the singular, him, but the you is plural. He said to him, all of you look for signs and wonders. He busting everybody out, including the man. Here's what he's saying. You came to me because you heard about what I did and my power. You're seeking my power. Boy, if, I, if, if ever there's a time when people are looking for signs and wonders, all, all you got to do is just do some of them. I'm telling you, pack it out, man, because that's what, that's what people want today. They want the experience. They want the supernatural. I do too, but I don't want no shenanigans. I don't want no fake fire. I don't want no false fire. No, I want it to be genuine because I want it to be worship. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and a message called From Agonizing Fear to Absolute Faith. We'll get back to this teaching from John chapter 4 in just one moment. Hey, by the way, if you're a regular listener to this program, you know that Pastor Ford is passionate about marriage and about relationships, and he's written a number of books along those lines. You can check those out by coming to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. Look for the link on the left side of the homepage. It says Books by Pastor Ford. You can click on that and check out the different titles that are available as a paperback or in an ebook format. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. And so he believed in the miracle working power of Jesus. And think about it. Jesus rebukes him in verse 48. But guess what? He had to swallow his pride. Think about this. He is a well-off Gentile speaking to a Jewish rabbi, begging him for help. Everybody knows he's a nobleman. Everybody knows he's the king's man. You know, faith humbles us when we really have it. There's a sculptor. I meant to look it up, but I had a couple meetings, so I didn't even get a look at it. So, so I'm going to give you the same thing I gave them at eight because I can't tell you the name of the sculptor, but it's a sculpture. And uh, when he did it, uh, they came in and they said, you know, we can't see the face of Jesus. And here's what he said. Oh, you can if you'll do one thing. They said, what is that? He said, get on your knees. The only way you can see his face is to get on your knees. Maybe you haven't seen his face because you're still standing in his presence. Maybe what you need to do is what Brother Marlon did this morning in the worship service when the Holy Spirit just started ministering to him and he just laid out on the front pew, just laid out on the front pew. And so what happens? You see, here's what's going on. You, you remember the Syrophoenician woman? Uh, uh, here, here, here's the scenario. She was somebody who had a persevering faith, persistent faith. She had a demon-possessed daughter. And so she came to Jesus and she said, I want you to heal my daughter. And she's Syrophoenician, so she's a Gentile. And Jesus said, well, you know, no, 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 no. I don't take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Now, he wasn't calling her uh, the normal word for dog, wild dog. It, it could be literally translated in the Greek, little puppy. And so we don't take the children's bread and give it to the little puppy. Here's what, Jesus, here's what she said. She said, 
Yeah, but even the little puppies get the crumbs that fall from the children's table. And Jesus said, I ain't seen no faith like this. I, I ain't seen no faith like this in Israel. Now, notice what happens. The only two people who ever get Jesus to commend their faith are Gentiles. In other words, they're folk who don't go to church. Wow. Isn't it amazing when people who don't go to church act better than people who do go to church? I'll give you an example. We're doing this thing where we, we get the people in and uh, on Saturdays. And we do this, and, and, and we haven't done it in a, a bit because, you know, I want to make sure we're able to do it. But anyway, we've, we've ministered to about 56 different guys. So one of the guys that, that comes to get this $10 an hour on Saturday for four, four hours is push drugs up there. And I was saying, it must be getting pretty bad because, you know, when I was selling them, it ain't no way in the world I'm going to switch four hours in the street for $40 at a church. So it must be pretty bad for him out there. I don't know. But anyway, he'd come down here. And, uh, you know, I hooked up with him one time. I wanted to talk to him because that's the idea, get to know them so they know us. And so I'm talking to him and I'm saying, you know, a bunch of stuff. He says, um, he says, man, when I heard about your church doing this, I had to come down because I said, church folk don't do this. I said, they don't. He said, no, church folk don't do this. They only think about themselves, man. And I said, well, not our church. That's why you're here. And he said, yeah. He said, well, I don't go to church because I ain't no Christian. I wanted to say, yeah, I know you. I see you on the corner every day when I come to church. I ain't say that. Uh, but then he said, after he got the first $40, Brother Bernard remembers this. He said, I ain't a Christian, but I do believe in tithing. So who should I give this $4 to? I said, well, who gave it to you? Well, the church did. What church? This church. Okay, then this is where you should get your, you know. That's for some of you who's sending your money to Tony Evans. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I love Tony Evans. I love Chuck Swindoll. I love all them brothers. I guarantee you when you go to the hospital, ain't none of them coming to see you. I guarantee you when you want to get married, ain't none of them letting you use their church. I guarantee you. Now, now, now I, like I said, I love them all. Yeah, but you ain't going to go get counseling from them. What you say? And I said to myself, I think I might have told you, because you were there. Were you standing there when he did that? Yeah. And we was talking about, like, do you see that? First thing this heathen did was tithe. I'm going to let it alone. <laughs> I'm going to move on. In other words, this woman, this Syrophoenician woman had the audacity of faith. Remember, I, I said, I said, when you look at what she did, she said, just the crumbs will do. That, that's the title of the message, when just the crumbs will do. Why? Why, Pastor Ford? Why would you call it when just the crumbs will do? Because I discovered what she discovered, and it made me shout. See, sometimes music makes me shout, but all the time the word makes me shout. Because I'm sitting here, I'm saying, now why would she say, just give me the crumbs from the table? Because she understood whatever's in the bread is in the crumbs. Yeah. If there's healing in the bread, there's healing in the crumbs. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. If there's joy in the bread, there's joy in the crumbs. If there's peace in the bread, there's peace in the crumbs. Whatever is in the bread is in the crumbs. So just give me the crumbs. You could call me a crummy Christian. <laughs> wow! I feel good. Yes. It, 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 it's like she's going to Jesus and it's like she's saying, I'm going, even though I don't have a man, I'm going to the man. See, a man can give me a child, uh, but it's only the man who can heal that child. See, a man can give us supplies, but only the man can give us salvation. A man can make us comfortable on earth, but it's only the man who can bring us to heaven. You see, a man can be good to us in time, but only the man can be good for us for time and all of eternity. She understood uh, that she knew where to go. She went to Jesus, not the big daddy, sugar daddy. She went to her heavenly father and he ministered to her. I don't know what your Bible says, but mine says she didn't go to a psychiatrist. She's got a demon-possessed child, and she knows that demons can't be domesticated or medicated. They have to be cast out. I say it all the time, but look, look, a lot of people that we medicating, they just need the demons cast out of them. That's what they need. And so she hangs in there. This man hangs in there. Watch this. Come on. Go back to the text. Watch this. Jesus says, on verse 48, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The noble man said to him, son, come down here, my child die. Now, this is interesting. This shows persistence. You want to know why? Because it's in the imperative. It's the mood of command. He asked him first and demanded second. I ain't giving up. Come on down to the crib persevering faith. Well, I hope that you have that kind of persevering faith. Our message is all about how we can move from agonizing fear to absolute faith. And if you want to go back and listen to it again, you can do that by coming to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, Pastor Ford's back in the studio with me here. And pastors, I sit in the Moody Radio studios. I'm just reminded of the legacy of Moody Radio, how God has used Moody Radio for years and years, generations, really, to share the gospel message. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we want to see that continue, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we hear from so many listeners who have benefited from listening to this teaching ministry. And if you're listening and you're one of them, would you consider paying it forward? Steve talked about the fact that we have a legacy, a long lasting legacy. And if the Lord has used this program in your life, you can help cover our production costs by giving a one-time gift or becoming a monthly partner today so that we can continue to be here in the future for others who need to hear the truth of God's word. Well, you can pay it forward right now. Just come to the website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. You're going to see a donate link there. Go ahead and click on that. And that can be a one-time gift, or you can give a reoccurring monthly gift. That really helps us be great stewards of how God is going to bless this ministry financially. So go ahead, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and look for that donate link. 
Thanks for doing that. Thanks for listening. And thanks also to our Bible teacher, Pastor Ford, and our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.